0: Greetings, this is J.R. Dickey. Thanks for tuning in to our podcast. And by the way, don't forget our website, graceandtruth.net. I hope you're having a great day, but if not, hang with me. It's about to get better. Okay, today we're going to talk about some current events. The prophet Ezekiel predicted almost 2,600 years ago that Rosh, that's spelled R-O-S-H, which is modern Russia, would lead to an end-time invasion of Israel. The allies of Russia in this invasion are ancient places that today are Central Asia, referred to in the scripture as Magog, Iran, referred to in the scripture as Persia, Libya, referred to as Put, Turkey, Referred to several places, Meshek, Tubal, Gomer, Togarma, and Sudan, referred to as Kush. Now, all of these nations are Islamic. Now, there are 10 million people in the city of Moscow. Do you know how many of them are Muslim? Now, it's at least two and a half million. The Muslim population in the country has increased by 40% in the last 15 years. 7 out of 10 Russian pregnancies, according to some surveys, are aborted. In some Muslim communities, by contrast, the fertility rate is up to 10 babies per woman. Russian men have record rates of heart disease, liver disease, drug addiction, and AIDS. Meanwhile, Muslims are the only guys in the country who aren't face down in vodka. The Toronto Star, which is Canada's biggest-selling newspaper, noted that back in 2015, Muslims made up a majority of Russia's army. Now, Ezekiel in the Bible, chapters 38 and 39, tells of a future invasion of Israel by a vast coalition of nations that surround it. As we read the headlines in the newspapers today, I should say online or on the TV screen, and witness the conflict in the Middle East, it's not hard to imagine that this invasion prophesied over 2,600 years ago could be fulfilled in our lifetime, maybe very soon. Ezekiel 36 and 37 predict a gathering of the Jews to the nation of Israel, which will be followed by this massive invasion from the north. For 19 centuries, the Jewish people were scattered throughout the world, and until May 14, 1948, there was no nation of Israel to invade. With the nation of Israel now a reality the stage seems set for the war that will usher in the tribulation and the rise of the Antichrist. A war that will end with the destruction of Israel's enemies by God himself and lead to the signing of a peace treaty with the Antichrist. Now, as you read Ezekiel 38 and 39, As you read Ezekiel 38 and 39, it isn't just the creation of the nation of Israel that makes this prophecy seem likely to be fulfilled in the near future. The nations that God tells us will form this coalition against Israel seem more likely now than perhaps ever before to form such an alliance. Ezekiel 38 says, And it will come to pass at the same time, When Gog, that's the leader of this group, comes against the land of Israel, says the Lord God, that my fury will show in my face, for in my jealousy and in the fire of my wrath I have spoken. Surely in that day there shall be a great earthquake in the land of Israel, so that the fish of the sea, the birds of the heavens, the beasts of the field, All creeping things that creep on the earth and all men who are on the face of the earth shall shake at my presence. The mountains shall be thrown down, the steep places shall fall, and every wall shall fall to the ground. Those are verses 18 through 20. First, there will be an enormous earthquake, seemingly off the scale, and extremely wide impacting. Next, he says, I will call for a sword against Gog, this leader, throughout all my mountains, says the Lord God. Every man's sword will be against his brother, and I will bring him to judgment with pestilence and bloodshed. I will rain down on him, on his troops, and on the many peoples who are with him, flooding rain. Great hailstones, fire, and brimstone. Those are verses 21 and 22 of that chapter. Gog's armies, a Muslim brotherhood, the Lord says, will turn on each other, perhaps using not only conventional weapons, but bacterial or viral agents. Meanwhile, the Lord will rain down huge hailstones, fire, and brimstone. Later in the next chapter of Ezekiel, the Lord says that he will completely disarm these assailants and adds, and I will send fire on Magog and on those who live in security in the coastlands. They shall know that I am the Lord. That's verse 6 of chapter 39. We know where Magog is, but the coastlands is somewhat of a mystery. Typically, they represent areas quite distant from Israel. That they live in security, it says, may speak of people who simply don't expect to have any trouble. Perhaps they have stayed out of the conflict. In this passage, Israel is seen as being basically on her own in the world. A few countries seem to give Gog a verbal slap on the wrist, But no one acts to defend God's people, except God. Could these coastlands refer to the U.S.? I think so. Then it goes on in verse 9 and 10 of chapter 39, and it says, Then those who dwell in the cities of Israel will go out and set on fire and burn the weapons, both the shields and bucklers, the bows and arrows, the javelins and spears, and they will make fires with them for seven years. They will not take wood from the field nor cut down any from the forests because they will make fires with the weapons and they will plunder those who plundered them and pillage those who pillaged them, says the Lord. Now these verses make me think that this cataclysm will take place before or at the beginning of the seven-year-long tribulation. It won't be during, because that would not give enough time to burn all the leftover weapons, nor afterwards, as there will certainly be, as it says there, no plundering or pillaging under the righteous rule of Jesus Christ. Scriptures which follow state that, That the people of Israel will be burying the bodies of the dead for seven months, and indicate by way of their procedure that the bodies may be radioactive. Though translations differ, verse two of chapter 39 indicates that these enemies of Israel will be annihilated, leaving as little as one sixth of them alive. Now current events, indeed. Are quite sobering. Just today, Iran stated, "If the Israeli invasion of Gaza continues, they will insert themselves and intervene." Hmm. Could this be the hooks in the jaw that draws Russia into the conflict? I see. Look at Ezekiel chapter thirty-eight, verse four, for that term "hooks in the jaw." In addition. Russia only a couple of years ago created historic treaty with Iran providing advanced nuclear and military technology and supplies. Syria has opened its ports on the Black Sea to Russian naval vessels and is also being supplied militarily from Moscow. Libya and Sudan are also now formally tied to Russia via treaties and myriad agreements. As you can see, Nearly all of the players are in place and for the first time in history are allied with each other. Turkey is a part of NATO, but has been cozying up to Russia very significantly in recent days and is no big friend of Israel. So an amazing display of the power and authority of God Almighty foretold 2,600 years ago, I believe is about to take place in the Middle East. Keep your eyes open and be in prayer. Come, Lord Jesus. Now may the Lord grant you peace in the midst of any storm and faith to trust Him. Look for our next podcast, and may you realize more of His grace today.